Hello, friends of Hell Moms, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Bombs on the Hair podcast. I'm your host, Katie Mann, and I'm joined by my co-host and daughter, Maddie Mann. And today, we're thrilled to be joined by Megan Kraft, a speech pathologist and author of Mission Inclusion, Margot and You. Megan is passionate about creating diverse and inclusive characters in children's literature, and we can't wait to dive into her journey as a writer and the important messages she hopes to convey through her work. So, Megan, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show, and we're excited to learn more about you and your experiences and your insights. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for having me. And so let's dive into it. What inspired you to become a speech pathologist, and how did you get started in your career? Um, Well, I knew initially that I wanted to work with kids. Um, Teaching was going to be fun, but cheers and props to all the teachers out there. I just knew that it would be hard for me to have that many kids at one time. Um, So I kind of looked into what other options would be in the school system. And I learned about speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. Um, And I loved being able to basically play to teach kids you know, how to interact, build language, learn their sounds. And I was like, what better way than to pursue that as a career? So here I am now as a speech pathologist. Yeah, it's definitely a much needed career. I mean, especially like my daughter's 15 months and, you know, we're at the stage right now where she's learning all this stuff. And even as much as, you know, with you helping kids, it's like helping parents to learn, you know, tricks and trades on how to help their kid you know, kids' speech development, you know, improved, and it's just so needed. And, you know, switching topics to, you know, not only you're a speech pathologist, but you're an author. So what led you to write Mission Inclusion, Margot, and you? And what message do you hope to convey through your book? Um, This whole idea came about when I first um, got into really working with kids in private practice. Um, my main thing that I always recommend to parents is read to your kids, whether you're actually reading the book or you're just sitting there having that one-on-one time with each other. There's so much that can be built upon that moment. And then parents would come back and say, well, you know, it's really hard to find books that have characters that look like my kid. And I heard it once and I was like, oh, no big deal. And then I heard it again and again and again. And I was like, well, there must be, you know, a problem out there that needs to be fixed or at least touched on. Um, So I did some research and I did come to find out that there really aren't a lot of books based around the kids that I worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of the main thing for me was having them say, Hey, so-and-so looks like me or, Oh my gosh, they have a wheelchair like me or, you know, simple things like that. Um, And then Margot and you was inspired by a little boy um, he's actually based on two of my characters. He's based after Cy and Nash. Um, he has the sweetest little laugh. Like you just want to bottle it up and hear it over and over again. Um, but his mom was one of the first parents to bring up that they couldn't find a book that looked like their son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept that in the back of my mind. And then once I started, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to create a character to remind me of him. So. No, that's great. And how do you approach creating diverse, inclusive characters in your writing? And what challenges have you uh, faced in this process? Um, I think it's important to 
you don't have really anyone represented within a uh, children's book or any literature that they're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the hardest things in the beginning was um, finding someone that actually could help portray the characters that I wanted. Um, you know, the field that I work in, we are all surrounded, like we're working with kids who have disabilities, we're working on different things that they need to succeed. So I assumed it was going to be easy to find someone, um, but it actually ended up being a challenge. But once I found my illustrator, everything just went so fast and I was so excited. Um, So I'm very thankful for that. And I hope to continue to spread the word of inclusion for all children. Absolutely. And what advice do you have for parents and educators who want to promote diversity and inclusion through children's literature? I would say go for it. Um, All of the books that they have right now, if we were or when we go to add to that, I think it's a plus for any kid. Um, For example, last year before summer started, I got to push into a class to show my characters to them. And one of the little girls fell out of her seat crawling to the screen and was like, me, me, me. And it's like, you live for those moments. Yeah, that's awesome. For more kids to be able to have that moment or become more accustomed to seeing characters or students that look like them in books, I think it's really going to open a lot of conversations and more acceptance to all of the students. And how do you see the landscape of children's literature evolving in the coming years? And what role do you hope to play in this evolution? I hope to continue to spread awareness, but also spread the importance of it. Um, It truly is a magical moment when a child can pull a book off a shelf and they they can connect with that character And having that connection, that story means so much more to them. Like they want to dive into it. They want to answer the questions. They want to, you know, look into every aspect of the book. And it just provides so much more opportunities for language and for them to be like, hey, there are, you know, other people just like me. Um, And I hope the landscape continues to expand and that anyone that's out there that is like, you know, I'm not sure I should do this. I would say go for it because there's some kid out there that's going to be so thankful for all of the diversity and inclusion that I hope continues to spread as the years come. And you already are a busy woman as you, you know, with speech pathology, with writing, do you have any other projects you're currently working on or, you know, anything you're looking forward to in the future? I have my second book coming out. I'm actually doing pre-orders on my birthday in a few weeks, not this week, but the next week. Um, he's based around the kids that I work with, um, who've been diagnosed with autism, apraxia of speech. So he uses his communication device to get his needs and wants met throughout the day. Um, and then I did a surprise announcement for my Christmas book. Yeah, I really wanted it to come out last year, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm very thankful that did not happen. And I'm very thankful for where I'm at and where the process is going this time mm-hmm. this year. Um, so yeah, I have Psy coming out. I have my Christmas book. And then the plan is to have a single book for each character. That way there's a book 
specifically for those characters for kids to go and reach off the shelf that look like them, they can identify with. And then um, I think it'd be really cool if at some point I could do like an open world where we're learning about kindness and love and accepting and different things like that. No, and that, that's awesome. And it's very much needed for kids uh, today. And what advice uh, would you have for expiring writers or people who may be in your role who want to create meaningful and impactful stories for kids? Um, I think, like I said earlier, I would say go for it. I do know and understand that there will be lots of obstacles and hurdles that, you know, you'll have to get through. Um, but if you keep believing in yourself and you keep in the back of your mind, like why you're doing it and who you're doing it for, it'll mean so much more once you actually get to hold your book and look at the book or even just have people reach out and say, oh my gosh, thank you for this. Like it's hard in the beginning, but as you get closer and closer and get more finish, it's very rewarding. So I would say just go for it. No, that's great. And Sorry, my co-host just finished her snack and she wants a little bit more. Um, that's okay. But that, that happens to all of us. Can you take us through the process to you of like what, what is it like to start a book, you know, to write a book on your own? Like, did you self-publish? Did you go through Amazon or how did you do that? Uh, originally, I self-published. And then just like all of us, we're like, oh, my gosh, I want to be on Amazon. So I went the Amazon route, and I will say it's been pretty cool. Um, but I truly enjoy the self-publishing aspect more because I get to sign my books. I know where they're going. I get to build that relationship with the families. Um, but I wouldn't be here today without all of the random people that have helped me or even family members. Um, it's pretty amazing to see what social media can provide you. Um, even people I don't even know that I've reached out and they were willing to drop what they were doing and answer my questions and help me. And um, they're still helping me along the way. So I'm, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to just, you know, thank you for that insight and for joining us today, sharing your valuable knowledge with us. You know, for me as a mom of a 15 year old who's just screaming, um, your passion for creating these types of characters for books she's going to read is truly inspiring. And we appreciate your, all the work you're doing to make reading more accessible and enjoyable for children. And I hope you'll come on a future show. And thank you. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Moms in the Air. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Megan and gained some valuable insights uh, into the world of writing and publishing. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram, uh, at Moms in the Air. Stay up to date on our latest episodes and guests. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Your support helps us reach more listeners and continue bringing engaging and great content. And until next time, I'm Katie, this is Maddie, and we're Moms on the Air Podcast.